And I think some of the struggle had to do with my own recent just distraction and busyness. And honestly, I'm like, Lord, I'm, I'm waiting and expecting to hear from you. And, um, and I, don't, I don't like waiting and expecting and then not hearing right away. Um, I also don't like sensing what it is that he wants me to share and, uh, and feel like that I'm inadequate to share it. Um, because I have, not, I have not arrived. I have still more to grow, more independence in me that needs to be crushed in order to truly be dependent upon the Lord. And um, as, as he calls me to. And, and more distractions that I allow to place in my life. And I often um, just feel the need to get a little more unstuck. I don't know if you're with me. <laughs> if you feel tired and a little stuck sometimes and a little distracted, and a little too busy. But I guess, you know, as I was praying, and I'm like, you know, I want to I wanna encourage us this summer, as we have a, a summer ahead of us. How do I encourage us? Especially when I, when I myself feel so full, and so, um, it's just a little stuck. And, um, and I don't want to be stuck. Because we have a race, and we're called to run it well. And so I want to take off the things that hinder me. And, um, and even, even this, I know that many of us may feel in that same place of, like, I'm busy, I'm tired. Um, please don't put another something on me, okay? <laughs> um, and this I know, God is gracious, and he's eager to call his children to nearness to him. And to see... He's eager that we would see distractions and lesser um, pleasures and independence for what it is in our lives and repent and call us back to himself. He's eager to do that for us. And um, because he, he is far greater, right? We know that he is far greater. He's a far greater treasure. He's a far greater one in the driver's seat of my life. Then Erica, <laughs> he's a greater way to invest my time. And what I receive from him is far greater than what I could receive anywhere else. But tell me why it doesn't always feel like that in my life. My life doesn't always reflect that. Can I get an amen? I'm not alone. <laughs> I know. I think we're women who really want the Lord. And yet sometimes we're, we're distracted and we're busy and... Um, and yet, why would we not run to him when we know that he's a greater treasure, right? Um, if you are a child of God, you have come to see that Jesus is a greater treasure. But that truth is something that because we live in this world, and because we live with this flesh on, and because we have an enemy, it's constantly challenged. It's constantly challenged, right? He's greater, but... My life doesn't always reflect that, right? There are a lot of enticing ways to keep us distracted, busy, and noisy. And, uh, and these cause uh, the Lord and his greatness to fade and, and take a place in our lives that he was never designed to have in our lives, right? He can't take second place. Um, he can't take the leftovers of our time the scraps of our day. We, we multitask him, right, sometimes. 
in a way that we do a lot of things. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a multitasker to the, to the nines, right? Like, I, I can't live life if I don't multitask. Like, it's just not an option for Erica. <laughs> um, but I, I don't want the Lord to be part of that multitask list. Um, and he has so much to offer us if we were to stop and truly behold him. And my desire this evening is to inspire us and encourage us to be eager to make room in the midst of all of the stuff that we juggle, to make room. And I feel like the Lord does not, does not, and please hear me, does not ever want us to be motivated by guilt, okay? So if right now, if you're feeling like, oh, you know, just as a believer in Jesus, we are free. And we are, not con- we are not condemned. My motivation should not be guilt. It should be the beauty of God himself. His goodness, his, the, the truth of who he is, my faith that motivates me in who that God that I worship is. Um, and sometimes I just need to experience that a little bit and be called back to him. And that's why I desired earnestly to make space. Like, how do I make space for us? Because I know that we're just, sometimes we're just tired. And we're coming in tired. I'm so thankful that you guys came on a Friday night in the midst of your busy and crazy schedules to come and just say, you know, I, I want to be here and I want to, to worship. Um, I love the words of this song. It says, a thousand times I failed, right? And still your mercy remains. Should I stumble again, I'm caught in your grace. Everlasting, your light will shine when all else fades. Never ending, your glory goes beyond all fame, right? Because nothing else will, nothing else does not fade, right? Everything fades at some point. Um, Nothing else is never ending and nothing else is beyond all fame right? Um, this, and this is his word to us this evening, I believe. Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. When I seek the Lord with my whole heart, I will find him. Sisters, that's his word for us. When I seek him, I will find him. So if he can be found by seeking him, what does it mean to seek? To seek is to search for, to try to find, or try to discover by searching or questioning. And it says that when we seek, when you seek me with your whole heart, you will find me. To find it means to discover, to succeed in, in obtaining. So when I seek God with all my heart, So with much desire and attentiveness to understanding him, then his word promises that I will discover him. I will discover who he is. I will find greater depths of who he is. And God wants us to find him. It's not like he's he's trying to hide. He is saying, listen, this this is the way to find me. Seek me. Seek after me. And you can find me. To seek is 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 a verb, right? Seeking him is an action. And my desire for myself and my desire for you, dear sister, is that you, that I, would be a seeker. But the thing is, as I think about it, I'm like, we're, we're already seekers. 
right? What are we seekers of? By human nature, we seek many things. We, when I think generally of some of the things that we just generally seek, um, I think of affirmation, I think of love, I think of security. We seek these things, right? Acceptance, importance, rest, acknowledgement, to be, to be known, um, affection. These are not bad things. They're not bad things. Um, but these things truly cannot be found complete and satisfying until we find them in God himself, right? And so, again, how do I become a seeker of the one where my truest longings and desires rest? One of the most tangible ways to be a seeker of the Lord is found here, right here. One of the most tangible ways the Lord says, seek me, and you will find me. And then he, and then he says, and here. You want to know who I am? Well, these are my words to you. This is my word for you, sister. The word of God is literally that. The word of God. Think about that for a moment. Let's just think about that for a moment. As I hold this in my hand, this is not just any book. This is not just any book. Think about your greatest, like some of the books that you'll read over and over again. I have one right here that I love this book. It is one of my favorite novels. If you haven't read it, you should read it. <laughs> it's called Redeeming Love, one of my favorite books. It's like, it's, you'll cry, you'll, you, it's just, it's, it's awesome. My Utmost for His Highest, a great, this has been around for forever. Um, Oswald Chambers, it's a great little devotional, you know. Pilgrim's Progress, second best-selling book to the Bible. I don't know if you know that, you know. But none of them are the Word of God. None of them are the Word of God. The Word of God, think about it, the God of creation, the one who never began, who always was and is, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of Joseph, the God of Deborah, the God of Isaiah, the God of Mary, Magdalene, the God of Paul, the God of John. We have in our possession his word, his word. It's not just any book. But so often we don't even... I mean, do we treasure it like that, you know? So as we think about the fact that it is his word, I pray that your heart would be stirred like, man, I can't wait to see what treasures he has for me. King David says about the words of God, he says, More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. Much fine gold would have been worth millions of dollars. I don't know, maybe billions, I don't know. And honey is delicious and satisfying, right? Imagine having a book that the more you read, the more gold and the more honey you receive. Think about that. Think about it. Every extra minutes of reading the word is worth more than money can buy and tastes sweeter than the finest desserts. 
what an amazing book. You would want to read it as much as you can. And I, I just pray that I'm kind of giving you that, like, yes, I want to. This is God's word. He has a word for me in here. His word is living and active for me. And not to, to make you feel... Um, not to make you feel condemned for not having that, if that's not part of your life right now, but inspiring you to say, man, I want to know this God better, and he's given me this word, and I want to treasure it. Um, when we engage this book, we, we truly, we begin to gaze upon God himself. We begin to see him, um, all that he's been doing for generations past, we get to realize that we are part of what he's doing now, in redemption now, and, and to feel like the reality, the truths of who he is come alive to us. That's truly what happens when we, when we read and we get into this text. We grasp a little bit more of who God is and his grace and redemption, and we also then become an important part of redemption to the world around us. We can't, we can't think we're going we're gonna to make any kind of impact in the world around us if we're not women of the word, if this is not infiltrating all of my thoughts and impacting now the way that I live. Um, So as I'm contemplating this summer, right, and the desires that a lot of times we have, we have a, we have, we're only, what, June 7th. We have a a summer ahead of us. Um, I think a lot of times, I don't know if you guys ever do this, but if you do do any of you guys ever do like, um, like a summer to-do list, like desires, you know, like, oh, I would love to go to the museum, I'd love to at least have one picnic or at least go to the beach at some point. Like you just have some thoughts about what you would like to do for the summer. Uh, many of us have, they're really lofty and unrealistic. <laughs> I don't know how many times I made those. I'm like, oh, yeah, that, really, Erica, you really thought that that was all going to happen? Um, I just want to encourage us, and I believe that the Lord wants us to put seeking him on the top of that list, to put seeking him on the top of that list. Like, I want to be a seeker. Um, so that's my, my, my encouragement to you is to seek to be a seeker. Um, and when I say seeker, I'm not saying strive to obtain your salvation, because we know that salvation is a gift, it is a gift. And if striving has to do with my desire to receive his grace, um, then I know it's not in the right place. If my desire is to somehow that I would strive for his grace, like, that's not what he wants. He says, he says no, this is a free gift to you by faith, through faith alone. But, I, but we strive to understand and know more, God more and more, because as we seek him and pursue to find our rest in him, and grow in knowledge and understanding of him, then we truly grow into the identity that we have been given, and we own it. We walk in it. And then we invite others to do that with us. We become more and more like him. And that is a sweet place to be. You know, when we say, I, wanna, I, want, I want rest. Well, he's my rest. I want peace. Why well, find that peace in him? Um, because he can be found, and you can find ultimately what you're what you're searching for, right? I was thinking about this when we search for something on Google, like so. Fa- Father's Day is coming up. Maybe you're like best Father's Day gift 20, 2019. Um, we scroll and we scroll until we find what we're looking for, right? 
Um, and the Lord is, I believe the Lord is telling us to, in many ways, to stop, to stop scrolling with the other things. So when we insert in Google, um, if it were a true measure of an answer, uh, and I ask Google, if it, were true, if it were a measure of truth, and I ask Google, Google, uh, what is my greatest need? Google would say, it's Jesus. <laughs> Siri, where can, I, where can I find affirmation that lasts? Jesus. Google, where can I find true rest? Jesus. Siri, how can I stop feeling so comparative and discontent with what I have and who I am? Jesus. <laughs> because the answer is always him. And the most tangible ways to stop scrolling is his word. It really, it, it, it infiltrates our mind and it, it becomes a filter through which we can view life. And it becomes that lens that says, uh-uh, uh-uh, that's not your identity. What, you think that's who you are? That's not who you are. They said, what about you? No, 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 this is what my word says about you. You want rest? Well, come to me. Come to me because I, my load is light and my burdens are light. Take my load upon you. And that's what he wants for us. I think of Psalm 119, 105. He says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. He says, the psalmist equates God's word to a lamp and a light. What does a lamp and light do? It brings light. It, it, it brightens something. It reveals. It shows. It illuminates for direction. Um, it helps us to see in the dark. If the light wasn't there, I would stub my toe. I could take a wrong path or go on a detour. I could fall. I could, I could bump into things. Um, and I look like a fool trying to walk in the dark, right? Just the other day, I was trying to walk up the steps, and I didn't realize we had stuff up the stairs. And I was like, bah! And it hurt. And I'm like, man... It's just, it's similar to that, right? When we're trying to walk life without our light. And God's like, listen, I've given you a light for your path, telling you exactly where to go so you're not looking like a fool <laughs> um, in the dark. I've given it to you. Now walk in it. This is your light, okay? And so often the word of God is not our lamp. Um, we don't use it to show where our feet are going or where, what's going to light our path. And yet... Um, he says, it's a light to my, um, he, he says these two prepositional phrases, right? He says, to my feet and to my path. Um, he's referring to the direction of where we're going, what, what I choose, um, the trajectory of my choices, what I follow, uh, what I chase after, what I gaze upon, uh, what I lead others in. And, uh, and these are what he means by to my feet and to my path. Um, and the psalmist declares that it is God's word that helps them to know these things. And my question for our hearts to ponder is this, to think about what are we allowing to illuminate and the direction and light of our life. Um, and as we think about that, you know how um, I will know and you will know often is um, what do I treasure and what do I behold the most? Um, what do I allow to take up the most time and space in my life um, and in my heart? Something the psalmist says that makes me reevaluate this in my own life often, but he says, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. 
I shall not be shaken. I think about that. Do I set the Lord continually before me? Is he at my right hand? Um, when I think of, when I think of his right hand, we think of the, the strength and um, direction. Is he my strength, my direction? The one whom I'm beholding. Um, and so I was just even thinking literally, what is often in our right hand? Literally. Our phones. Yeah. So often. And I just confess to you that my phone often has a prominent place in my life it shouldn't have. And it's hard to figure out sometimes how to make certain that it doesn't. I see a lot of like, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. And yet at the same time, I know that it's never going to provide for me what the Lord provides for me and what he provides for you. And so as I seek to be a seeker, I also want to seek to figure out what are things that I need to kind of, all right, backtrack, all right, what, what, what are some things that I need to figure out in order to allow him to be my greatest treasure? Um, and the solution to reading the word of God is not, not necessarily, it's not trying harder. It's not committing to a certain day or time um, or finding accountability, although those are all helpful. Those are great things. But by themselves, they miss the main way God wants to motivate us. James 2.17 says that by, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. So whenever I lack good works, like reading the scriptures, my problem is not mostly laziness or lack of discipline or even distraction. I think so often I think that. Oh, I'm just, I'm, just so, I'm just too distracted, or I lack discipline, or I need to get somebody to make me accountable, um, or I need to, to get rid of something else. Sometimes, yes, but sometimes I think the biggest problem is a lack of faith, a lack of faith. I'm not trusting what God has promised about his word. Am I really trusting that his word says what it says and that he will do what he says he will do? Because if I am, then I will find that I'm going to this because I need, my, my faith is in him. And I will keep going to him because I'm expecting him. If you have struggled like, yourself, like myself to be a seeker and to read the Bible um, and to take time alone um, with God, this is my, my desire to encourage us this summer as we have, like I said, are we have the, the summer ahead of us. How do we then say, I want to be a seeker. I want that on the top of my to-do list. Not a, you know, we don't put him on our to-do list, but you know what I mean, for illustrative purposes. Um, I think we ask him to strengthen our faith and what he says about his word. And to pray through these promises. When I think about his word, his word says, um, these four, I just, I have four last truths about his word to encourage us uh, because I want to then encourage us as something that we do at the brook is to get into, we, we try to make this even more tangible for us every summer. You know how we kind of go in waves as a, as a church. We have 
we have our real community groups, and then we pause for the summer because life gets different, and we're not on same, the similar schedules that the fall brings, right, and even the spring brings, and things are very different in the summer, and yet um, it's a great opportunity to get into um, smaller groups of discipleship for the purpose of growing with one another, for the purpose of being an encouragement to one another, and... Um, and that's just part of saying, man, God, I want you to, to continue to grow me, and I want to do that with brothers and sisters in Christ. And so we, we form groups, triads of three. Um, we call them DNA because we discover, nurture, and act. Um, and my desire would be that that would be something that you would desire to be part of, that that would be something that you would be eager to say, man, I, I would love to get, get together with some sisters. Um, I know, I don't know, this is, we've done three, maybe three cycles of DNAs. I think so, yeah, because I think of three different groups of women that I've been with. And it's just been so neat every summer to get together with different women and encourage one another in the word. Um, this summer, we're going to be reading Second, Second Timothy. And Pastor Eric has been preaching through Second Timothy. And now we're going to delve even deeper into Second Timothy. And part of that is um, we did get this devotional. This is something we have, we've actually never done. We've, we haven't had uh, some kind of guide or something helpful, but this is something that we kind of got together and, and said, you know what, let's just change things up this, this summer and we'll encourage people as they get together to purchase one of these. It's a Second Timothy study, and it's, I like it because it's, it's not a huge book, as you can see, it's very thin, um, and it's not much extra reading. It's like you'll read the word, you'll do your, your, your there, it's an eight, eight week study, but we're encouraging everybody to do two weeks. I mean, not two weeks, two studies um, and before you get together. And so you, we're, we're telling you it'd be really great to get together to plan to get together in your groups for five weeks. And um, the first week, just to really get to know one another better. Because you may say, you know, I really would like to get into a group with women. I just don't know. Um, and that would be awesome. I know um, plenty of groups where somebody showed up at somebody's house. They didn't even know. <laughs> they didn't know whose house they were going to. They're like, you know, I, I, this is great, you know. And, and, um, and then some who maybe know each other a little bit better but need to... Um, but, but would love to continue to grow together. And so... Um, and the first time you get together, we're encouraging you to read through the book of Second Timothy together. Just get to know one another. Just have, maybe, maybe it's at a coffee shop, maybe it's at one of your houses. Just get to know and then spend time reading the word together. That, that sounds pretty simple for the first get together, right? And then the next time you guys get together, it would be let's do two studies at home by myself. And then when we get together, we'll talk about it. We'll discuss the Word of God together. We'll stir, spur one another on, as the Word of God says. And, um, and then as you get together, we're saying, um, actually, uh, Candy, can you put up the DNA slide? We're saying as you get together to, um, to, to discover what God's Word has to say, um, you, ask, you ask specific questions. Um, what did you learn? Um, what did we learn about God and ourselves in the Bible this week? Um, what are we dealing with, um, and how does the gospel speak into that? So that's nurture. So first we discover. We discover what God is, word is saying. What does this have to say about God himself? What does it have to say about me? 
And then we go to nurture, like, okay, so what is God telling me um, specifically? What is he speaking into my life? And then the act part, which is, okay, and now God, well, how do you want me to respond? What do you want me to do? And it's, it's, um, it's just that, getting together and spending time. And there really is something about knowing, okay, I'm going to meet with, with, with some ladies this week, and so I'm going to read the word and, and get together. And um, I think it's just really neat to be able to do that. And so actually we'll have these here. If you would like to purchase one, they're $10 dollars. Um, I know Ms. Maribel is going to um, be available to, to take payment for those. Um, again, it's not something that I want anyone to feel um, pressured into, but at the same time, I pray that you'd be stirred up and say, you know what, I want seeking the Lord to be top of my list. And that's a great way to do that, to be part of a DNA group, um, because I do believe God's word will truly revive our soul. Um, many of us are literally running right in this summer and I don't want us to just run this summer I know I don't want to just run this summer I literally want to look at my my summer and say okay all right how am I making you first of all my priority and how am I making then my own discipleship and my discipleship of other women right and I don't know who God is going to put on your heart um, but I do say to be um intentional about it and be proactive okay and so that's if you want to be in a in a dna group i'd say pursue women and don't necessarily wait for them to pursue you um pursue others and and then ask the lord okay so who who really do you want me to pursue and you know and it doesn't have to look like um you know it may it may look like somebody who's somebody different ages or different um, different experiences, different stages of life right now. Um, I don't know how the Lord is leading you in that. Um, I would encourage you, if you're part of a real community group, you can, you can start there. If you, if you say, okay, so who in my real community can I get up with? Um, and if, if people have already gotten together, I'd say don't be discouraged, okay? And don't say, oh, everybody's in a group, you know? Um, keep, keep pursuing, keep asking. Um, and, if, and if I can help in any way, I would love to help. Um, and say and, and seek, okay, are you in a group? Would you like to be in a group? No one's going to pressure you to be in a group. No one's going to pressure you. Um, but at the same time, I pray that you would find it to be um, something that you desire to be part of your own spiritual growth and walk and life. And because our DNA groups are circled around this treasure, <laughs> it's not like we're just getting together to have coffee, which is good, but I'm getting together because I want us to stir one another on and learn more about God himself and learn more about who he's designed me to be. Um, and then I want to live that out, you know. So as we are, um, as we're just closing up here, and um, the, the worship team is going to come up in, in, in a moment, but um, I do want to, I had a song in mind that, has really been ministering to my heart. And even as you're considering, okay, this summer, um, I actually do have these because I thought, you know what? It would be really neat. And I passed these out. But it's just a summer bucket list, and it's empty. It's a really cute little, little summer bucket list. And my prayer for you and my prayer for me would be that um, being a seeker would be on your bucket list. And maybe even to dna being in a DNA. Um, would be on your on your bucket list to do this summer because we only do it for the summer, only five weeks, and then 
the fall comes around, right? And we're back into um, that, that whole grind and schedule. Um, I'll pass these out here. And then um, as we're kind of just even considering some of the things that um, I'm sharing and the ways that God is speaking to you, um, I would love for us to play the song that I had in mind. Um, and you can just, you can just be, be quiet. And then after that, our worship team will come up and, um, and lead us in a, in a closing song. And then we are welcome. Like, I would love for you to stay and mingle. There's snacks. I don't know. I guess everybody felt like they couldn't bring snacks in here, <laughs> um, which is fine. You could have. Um, but I would love for you to stay around, uh, linger, um, be here. Um, but I would love for you to take this time now and just consider what is God showing you. Um, and this song has ministered to my heart. I pray it ministers to you as well. Okay. I find space for what I treasure And I make time for what I want I choose my priorities And Jesus, you're my number one So I So oh. 